it's not going to be as cool Adam because section, of the giant birds Adam section, you mentioned. Flightless birds. So not only are my birds creatures. Outlined. Not only are my birds smaller, but they don't fly. Right. So less cool in almost every way. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. Welcome home with us. I'm here with my brother Adam as always. We are in the smelly, the small, the cramped, the gross, the reactor. Gross. Cluttery, gross. Cluttery, in the middle of gross. Mo- in the middle of, in the middle of moving. Just just nasty That's where office. we like to record our podcast. Office slash workout room slash podcast recording studio. Guys, thank you so much for the reviews. If you love the podcast, we would really appreciate a review. You can just literally just write a dick joke in it. Those are the best. Ligma, Howdy's, Wendy's, Ligma, the Chigundis, and a Africa, new one, a new one that you like. River. Also, this podcast somehow is sponsored by the Four Sigmatic Coffee. Whatever you guys are drinking, whatever coffee you're drinking, would you like to be more productive? Would you like less of yes. a come down? Yes. Would you like harder erections? Harder nipples. That's great because Four Sigmatic provides that. We drink more it. Sex. We love it. Go to foursigmatic.com. Use offer code Dude Nature. That is Dude Nature, all one word, no exclamation mark, and get ten percent off your Four Sigmatic. Yeah. Adam. Yes. Gripe time. So is the rocket ship's computer yours or mine? I'm just wondering right now. No, mine's a Mac. I think it's yours. Yours is a shit PC. No, my, mine's just an old Mac. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's not, it's not your ain't no, You're ain't, lean. Ain't no sunshine when she's no, gone. These are the gripes. Who sings that? We griped to each Who other for that? 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. It's Bill Withers. Yeah, good. Um, my gripe today is airline rules. This has been hashed out many times before. However, I think that some simple changes could really help the way that we experience aircraft. What's well, simple changes? You just got way louder in your mic. Yeah, yeah. Because now I'm speaking to the into the peen into the. You're bell. like right out speaking in the bell end of the mic. Yeah, let me just change it a little bit. Yeah, it's actually much better when I'm speaking into the bell end, right? Yeah. Now, so now much you're better. literally looking sideways. One day we're gonna have a I don't know what to podcast. Say. I don't even know what to say. And this is ridiculous. Yep. I don't know what to say at this point. This, this is getting sounds- to a level. Why don't we just podcast in like a in like an elevator or just garage basement at this point? Right. I found the problem is that I wasn't speaking into the bell end. I'm gonna have neck if, issues. Would we know what to do in a podcast studio where we just feel weird? We'd be like, okay, so like surely some wire needs to go between my right. legs. I need right? a wire like going across my head and my dog like licking my leg as licking I go. my Watson. Yeah. Um, if we just do simple changes on the airline, like for example, if we just have enough space to move out of your seat and take a piss. Where you don't have to wake someone up from sleeping. Huge change. That would be a huge change. Huge change. Is that huge. too much to ask? Well, how many more feet do you think that you would need of legroom than how many seats, how many how many less seats w- would you have? Right. I think that's it. The, the thing is, the, the reality of, of what you're discussing, though, is would you pay 20% more for a plane ticket? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, why can't we have... Boy, some- are you rich. What? You got you money. I don't, I, Can you tell the people what you bought your girlfriend for her birthday? I think many boyfriends have done this. I bought her a laptop, a MacBook Pro. Now, and now, listener, she can use. now, listener, I want you to think to yourself, was that an overgift? It might have been an overgift. It might have been an overgift. That was an overgift. Probably an overgift. Anyway, so what I was thinking about on the plane was just like, can I just, where, when did we give up the right to pee when we want to? Because in America, in, a, in this country, you can pee and shit when you want to. 
right? Am I right? Fucking right. Am I fucking right? I get to pee and shit. Stars and stripes. Yeah. Taking pisses and shit. So you're saying that when you, you want so to. you want you want just a small change on the on the aircraft, which makes it way yeah. nicer for us. Yeah, exactly. What's your gripe? My gripe. You're going to help me explain this. So you know when you have a show, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a show, a show. that you want to find or like a sports event like the NBA playoffs or the Euro Cup for us or whatever that you want to find on TV, but you don't have cable. And so the show comes out and it's like it's streaming on ABC and ESPN Plus. But then right. you, but then you realize that, OK, you're like, is it streaming live or do will they have the replay of it? Because there's a difference, right? And some some places will only stream it live. So you have to first figure that out. Then you're like, okay, does it work with the on-demand ESPN package, like ESPN Plus on-demand? Or is it just ESPN for, cap- for cable? So, for instance, we wanted to watch the Euro Cup, which is a European soccer tournament. We have ESPN Plus. It's on ESPN Plus. We pay for ESPN Plus. However, even though we have ESPN Plus and it's on ESPN Plus, you can't watch it without cable still. So it's like in this world of streaming – and you don't have it's it's even more complicated than cable to figure out where the fuck the show is mm-hmm. or this live sporting event or how I can watch it. It's like impossible to find out. Adam, you experienced this with me yesterday. How do you feel about it? I need a map. Like you need a navigational tool <laughs> to show you if you know something's on ABC, who has ABC? Fubo TV or Sling? Who who has it? And what combination of cable service plus streaming service is going to allow you to access it? Because, as we figured out yesterday, ESPN, while I do have ESPN Plus for streaming, I could not access the Euro games because I didn't have a cable subscription as well. So you needed the cocktail of both to be able to access the games. Right? Yeah. Um, Right. It's like it's on the channel and then it's like, well, that channel does Hulu or sling have that channel and then furthermore you're like does roku because we found for the euro cup that that youtube tv has espn plus on it but then roku doesn't have youtube tv so then it was like how do you find youtube tv then anyway you get it right inception i think you can spin the whole thing too with the ending with the happy ending see now we're just getting fired up now we're gonna get fired yeah. Right now, yeah. I just, I, have to tell the people, I just tell the people. Adam doesn't keep repositioning his mic to look in different directions. This is, such this is the last episode we record the reactor. Four Sigmatic, please send us a microphone. Four Sigmatic, can you buy us a damn studio? This please? is this is the last episodes we are recording in the reactor. Okay, goodbye. All right, R.I.P. R.I.P. Smelly you, reactor. You, you will. You will not be missed. You will not be missed. You, <laughs> you smelled. Not, you there smelled. was trash everywhere. You were small. There's you were trash, small. Dog hair everywhere. There's nothing redeemable about this space. No. Keep going. There's an echo in it too. And there's a bad echo too. Uh, we're gonna play a game, Noah. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. So I was thinking while you were doing your gripe of the game to play that I didn't write down. That's uh, cool. I do. I have a blank for a game. So Noah, what what is our topic today? 
Our topic today is cool flying things. And we are going to go into uh, large flying creatures, largest flying creatures, largest beasts that have flown on this planet. Then we're going to have halftime honey. And then Adam decided for our cool flying things episode to do flightless birds. Right. So I zigged. <laughs> you what like, a zig that is. I was like, we were talking about it. We're like, let's do cool flying things. And you're like, like, cool, I'll do right, cool. flightless, I'm doing flightless birds. birds. So things that don't specifically <laughs> don't fly. Specifically don't fly. Have evolved to not have fly. Have evolved to not fly. So inside the flightless episode. Inside the cool flying things episode. Perfect, right? In, in beginnings that don't suck. Adam, you have six seconds to tell us everything we need to know about flying things or about flightless birds, which you decided to do for our episode. Ready? Three, two, one, go. In North Carolina. Two brothers named Jim and John Wright. It wasn't actually their names. Took flight in a small aircraft, inventing flight. North Carolina, the state of flight. Mosquitoes fly. Dogs do not fly. <laughs> didn't write this one down, Ostriches you? do not fly. And also, I didn't write this down. So today, we are going to dive into the world of flight and things <laughs> that fly. Okay, I'm starting. Large flying creatures. Noah, before you start. Yeah. Fuck. Don't worry about it. Okay, I have my theme right now. A lot of mistakes happening over here. Well, what is our theme today? Our theme is that do nature is live. We're fucking live. Listen, we're live. Okay, it's live. Mistakes happen. Our theme is dinosaurs were big. Okay, the reason reason why that's our theme is because when I get to the the pterodactyl, obviously what is known as the pterodactyl. The pterodactyl. Okay, the largest flying thing to ever live. You think the pterodactyl was big, right, listener? If you imagine in your head the pterodactyl, it's a lot fucking bigger than you think. Right. It was God. It was a monster flyer. It anyway, was huge. Before we get there, we're gonna start with the large flying creatures that were still alive, that are still alive to this day. Adam, do you know what the largest flying creature, using a combination of weight and wingspan, is to the is that is alive now? Okay, I have some guesses. Flying animal. Yes. A golden eagle? No. No. Nope. Con- condor? It's a condor. Yeah. It's a kind of condor. It's a kind of condor. Yeah. But a condor is a kind of vulture, right? Yes. Yeah. California condor. Yeah. If you is. look, a condor is a super vulture. It's Con- just a vulture on steroids. Condor is a big ass vulture. It's a vulture. It's a it's big a super vulture. It's a big ass vulture. Big vulture. So the biggest flying creature alive is known as the Andes vulture, or specifically known as the Andean condor. Why do they need to be so big if they're scavengers? Oh, that's a really good question. Is it be- is it because they need to so like little finches and stuff? They hop around in the bushes and stuff. But a vulture needs to be able to circle. Like vultures, they circle for hours with their huge wings. Good point. Good point. They do need to be able to circle. So maybe bigger wings they're gives them more circling shit. time. Uh, However, if you're that big, you need to have more food to make your motor go, right? Yeah. But as but as I'm going to get into, the vulture like morphology, that type of thing where it's a it's a flying thing that eats dead animals, it's ended up being a very successful niche for animals. For sure, I do it all the time. Yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah. Um the Andes vulture is a humongous ass vulture uh directly related to the vultures you see across the US and southern Canada. So when you go outside and you see a vulture, a normal vulture that you see, it weighs usually four pounds and has a wingspan of five feet. They're pretty sure? big. Does it actually weigh four pounds? Yeah, they're big. Wait, just for reference, an owl usually weighs a little bit over one pound. Yes. Or a raptor, they're just a little over one pound because when you're yeah. flying, you want to be really light. Right. Vultures are huge. 
That's fucking huge. Yeah. So and this is a normal, so a normal vulture. Then when it weighs about four pounds, has a wingspan of five feet. It's a big fucking animal. It's a big, giant big, flying big, animal. giant flying vulture. Okay. Obviously, I should have gone into this, the Andes vulture. It is found in South America in the in the Andes. In the, the so wait, you're telling me that the Andes vulture? Yeah. It's found inside of the Andes. Who is buried in Grant's tomb? Grant. The Andes vulture. When was the War of eighteen twelve? Eighteen twelve. There you go. The Andes vulture. I've I've been gotten by both those before right. in my day. Yeah. Um. So again, normal vulture that when you go outside has a wingspan of five feet. The Andes vulture it has a a ten and a half foot wingspan. So it's like almost two humans stacked on top of each other. Big. And it weighs, are you ready for this? It weighs 33 pounds. Is that tip to tip wingspan? That's tip to tip. It, so you're saying it weighs 33 pounds. Yes. So how does it take flight then? How does it How does it lift off if you're 33 pounds when an owl is one pound? Yeah, this is on it. This is this is nothing compared to the creatures we're gonna get into. Does it live on cliffs? It might it just just jump off so, of cliffs. Okay, so it's interesting that you get into like how how does it how does fly? it fly? Because when you get to big ass flying things, one of the especially when you're looking at fossils and trying to figure out as one does when and, they look at big ass flying and trying things. to and trying to figure out like dead big ass flying things like how do they fly? Um, it's usually jumping off cliffs, cliffs running into a headwind, even the albatross. So the reason the albatross is not the biggest biggest flying thing is that its wingspan's really big, but it doesn't weigh as much as the Andean condor. So besides the Andean condor, one of the biggest flying things is the Peter North come shot when the, the <laughs> semen is flying through the air, is a speed a par- speed of a peregrine falcon and the yeah. weight the weight of an Andean condor. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Good for you. There's Peter North coming back to the podcast. Yeah, he's coming back to the podcast. We'll invite yeah. him. He's coming on in a couple of weeks. Right. Um. So, it soars around South America looking for large carcasses to feed on. It has a lifespan of over 70 years. It's one of the world's longest living birds. In, so this is an interesting note on vulture evolution. because so we touched on how a vulture, like a big flying thing that eats dead things, is a very good niche. Very good niche. Like, they do very well for themselves. A very good niche. When, niche. I, was, when I was in California at Mom's. There are tons of fucking vultures. They're doing well. So a lot of vultures in California. They're always doing well. Yeah. Um, so there's two families, if you will, considered of vultures. There's the old wor- world and new world vultures. So oh. old world vultures are vultures that you find Africa? in in Europe and Asia and Europe and Asia. Europe and Asia. So it's like the vultures that you find in Europe and Asia. New world vultures um, are the vultures you find in the Americas. So That's they so funny. So they include the one that you see in U.S. and Canada, and the one, the biggest one, the biggest flying creature is still alive, the Andes vulture that you found in, in South America. Yeah. So the the really interesting thing is that old world vultures in Europe and Asia, and the new world vultures again in U.S., Canada, and South America, they're not related at all. So it was just chance that in two completely different areas, creatures evolved to the, take the same shape. Because this shape is so good at surviving. the And the niche of being a scavenger and just eating dead dead things. Yeah, so this is when, when this happens, it's called um, convergent evolution. If they happen without connecting in, because of the situations right. are similar. They, they happen not because the new world vultures come from the old world vultures. They happen because 
that just that just happens to be a very good way to survive. That's so funny. So they are not related, but they look very similar. They look very similar because that shape works. works like they real have well. they have the no feathers on their neck because of right. the rotting things that they eat. Right. Stuff like that. They have they have the same. They eat dead things. They yeah. have a huge. They're big. Huge. 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 Um. Huge. Okay, so that's the anti- that is the largest creature alive now. And no, it's not the albatross. I can't Before you I, say albatross, they have big wings, they do not weigh a lot. Wait, I can't believe that the Andean vulture is 30 pounds. That sounds like a ton of weight to be flying with. Don't you think? Are you sure it's 30 pounds? Why don't you just check that hypotenuse? Yeah, and, check and that hypotenuse yeah, real I'm quick. Check that hypotenuse. If an owl is one pound, how can Andean vul- oh, vulture shit. be 30 yep. pounds? Yeah, suck my anus. 17 to 33 pounds. Andean condor. Thank God I was right. Well, so they found they mm-hmm. found the obese one in the family that was thirty three pounds, right? I mean, you know, you know. What if aliens came and found a six hundred pound human? They're like, all humans are six hundred pounds, right? You know what I mean? Like, not the average the, uh, is so probably they, like 15. they landed in Alabama, in Bama. Yeah, they land in Bama. Where do you think the aliens would land in Miss in, in Bama, Mississippi? They land in Jackson, Mississippi. They, boy, would they have a different experience depending on what state they landed. They'd be in. like, this is a different planet. No, you're on the same planet. Nope, same this planet. Is- Sam, they're, they're like, yeah. we just went to Planet California, and then we landed in Planet Mississippi, and it was totally different. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the flying fox fruit bat. Okay. The re- Honestly, the reason I had to put this in do you is- want, Do you want to tell people what the fruit bat is? I 100% do. Okay. Go ahead. Wait. Just Is there going to be poop talk coming up? Is There's, there poop talk? It's, it's, it's a little bit. It's kind of. Is it coming up now? Yeah. If you don't like poop talk, skip two minutes. Here skip we go. two minutes. The, uh, the, the bat- Give me someone a bat wing. Isn't this from like a movie or something? I've never waiting, seen the movie. Waiting. The bat yeah, waiting. wings from The fruit waiting. bat is when you take your ball sack and you spread it. You spread it out so it looks like a, a bat wing and you show it to someone. Right. So that wasn't poop talk, right? No, but that is the, the bat. The okay. bat wing. So now we get into the poop talk. So, so nope. The flying fox fruit bat. Oh, you wanted me. Oh, I'm saying oh that you, I know what you're talking about. You I, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I, I have a theory. Sure. Yeah, this is going to be poop talk, but whatever. So when I, when I drink a smoothie... Mm-hmm. For some reason, when I drink a smoothie in the morning, I it, it makes me go to the bathroom like nothing else. Right. And my th- my theory is that fruit naturally, like when creatures eat fruit, like bats or what or whatever, ah. they they poop everywhere when they're flying, and that's because they, you know, the fruit basically wants them to pollinate everything. So it's like, does the fruit have digestive stuff in it to make you poop more? When I drink a smoothie, I always say that I'm like a fruit bat. Because I just have to just shit right after. Because there's a bat shitting over the yeah. forest. So ever, yeah, exactly. That's so, the visual image, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about the flying fox fruit bat. The reason I put this in is because this thing is unbelievably cute. If you imagine a furry creature that looks like a fox that is big, that has huge bat wings, and is so fucking cute, and has huge eyes, uh, that's what this thing is. It is, obvi- it is. it is a five-foot wingspan, weighs two and a half pounds. And it's a big ass bat. Most bats are really small. Most bats, if you put out your palm, put out put put out your hand, most bats would would like would easily fit in the center of your palm. Small, tiny, tiny bat. This is a big ass. It, it looks like a fox with wings, hence the name. Um, they do not echolocate. Interesting thing about them, and they have humongous, cute eyes that give them really good vision. They eat almost all fruit occasionally, and they can consume. 33% of their body weight in fruit a day. Oh, they're not nivorous? No, they eat only fruit. Do they have sharp teeth like they like other bats? No, because they, they just eat fruit. So they're not... Are they technically a bat or they, something they, else? They can eat insects. Oh, they're omnivores, right? Yeah, they can eat insects, but they, they mainly eat fruit. Yeah, no, dude, they're a huge... It looks like a huge fox. 
that's furry and cute with a huge bat wing. Fox bat. Here's what's cool. They live if and I'll put a, I'll put a picture up there. But if you look at trees with them, they can live in huge 15,000 co- uh, individual colonies. So when you look at these trees with these huge bats in them, it's just like I, it, they look like the leaves of the tree. It's like a tree where all the leaves are this big ass bat. Um, what kind of what kind of guano situation we have going on with the tree? Well, I'm gonna talk about the sexual situation first. Okay. So when they live in these big colonies, it's for the breeding season. They 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 are sexually known as poly polygynandrous. They are polygynandrous, mm-hmm. meaning I'm sure mean, that's it. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Which means that during a breeding season, when they're in their big ass bat colonies. Um, an individual bat will mate with multiple other bats. So everyone is having sex with everyone else. Spring break. It's spring. What I mean is that they live in spring break. Yeah. Yeah. There's no loyalty in there. There has been a lot of... Con- the one problem is there's been a lot of conflict between the bats and farmers. Because although they're really vital pollinators, again, from all the fruit they eat, then they fly, then you're they s- poo. You're talking about these fox bats. I'm talking about these fox bats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, so they can sometimes fly also 25 to 27 miles away from their roost to feed. So when they eat, they eat all this fruit and they fly like 27 miles. They're just pooing along the whole way. They're really, they're really spreading the seeds of that fruit. Of the fruit, yeah. Yeah. So they're very important for the environment. Yeah. Um, so although because of that, you can imagine, imagine a 15,000 individual colony, each individual can eat 33% of its weight in fruit. And you have a like farm, a fruit like farm growing some kind of fruit right next to it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna eat all your shit. Yeah, they're a um, pe- they're a pest. They're a pest basically for you. So there's been there's a lot of conflict with them and farmers. Some some farmers will poison parts of the crop. Some will hang electrical wires over the crops or anything to prevent you know basically their livelihood from getting just batted. Um, already, four species of flying fox have gone extinct. Of the 62 flying fox species, and another seven are endangered. No. Wait, how much do they weigh? Sad. You said they weigh five pounds, right? Uh, I said two and a half pounds. So I'm really interested in how the flying mechanics work because what I knew before you just told me was that most owls and raptors have hollow bones. Yeah. That enables them to fly because they're so light. So we're getting into things that are really heavy. But how could something fly that's that heavy? Well, so, uh, but a couple things are different. From these creatures than those creatures. If you think about an owl or a raptor. Because they don't need to fly as fast. They need to be fast. And they need to, more than that, they need to be able to turn fast. They need to be super maneuverable. A vulture doesn't need to be super maneuverable. It needs to hang. It needs to hang in the air until a carcass is there. So maybe flight is an easier phenomenon than we think. Like I remember I, I was working with a pilot. He was, he was an old United pilot. He'd mm-hmm. been a United pilot for 25 years. So it was a great career. He's an old man. He's retired. So I was asking him, like, how does it work? How do we fly, right? It seems crazy that these giant airplanes. The plane, planes seem insane. Full of people. I don't get how that he was just works. like He was just like, they, he, was just, he just said, they have to fly. He's like, it just, it works. It flies. They don't crash. He's like, it never crashes. They fly. Flight is easier than you think. It's a phenomenon. You just punch it and it takes off if you have that much lift such a pilot thing to say yeah you just i don't know punch it you and it punch takes it. off and i was like sick then <laughs> <laughs> we were best friends uh that was a really good story thank you yeah um the thing the thing i just think that they're they're very different right the vulture 
the vulture just needs to hang. The other creatures need to actually catch shit. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. This bat doesn't need to catch anything, right? It needs to just catch the fruit. Yeah. All um, right. Also, well, I think that there is, when you talk about the, the low weight, they need to be maneuverable. I think that there are, there are some advantages that we'll get into later of, of being heavier. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like defending yourself. Bats have uh, penises. They have cocks. Where they're flying mammals, right? It's a fl- bat's yeah. a mammal, yes. Yeah. So they do have penises and ginas. Yeah, they do. Right? They do because birds have cloacas. Oh, no. oh, blue. Oh, and the dog is going right through the cords of the mixer. It's not like you you don't look at an eagle and you're like that has a huge dick. Do eagles have dicks? No, they have a cloaca. Cloaca. Wait, what is that? It's a Are different. Are you being serious? Like, yeah, what is yeah. That? It's a different type of genitalia. What does it look like? Describe it's like a hole. People. It's like a hole. It's like a vagina. It's like a primitive vagina. Okay. Okay. During your section, I'm gonna look up if bats have wieners. That's fine. I'm guessing they do because they're mammals. But keep going. I'm I'm also guessing that they do. Yeah. Um. All right. Now we're gonna get to the largest flying creatures in Earth's history. So again, we just talked about the creatures that were that are alive now, which is the Andean condor and then the flying fox fruit bat being the biggest mammal flyer. Right. This is the largest flying creatures that we know from the fossil record. So the largest flying bird. Okay. Again, this is not the pterodactyl. Pterodactyl is not a bird. It is a reptile lizard that flies is that true yeah it does a die it's a different thing well where do you draw the line between bird and reptile that's interesting right it's really interesting how 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 do you are do you feel like are, dinosaurs wait, are reptiles wait, wait, or birds wait, wait, wait. are birds cold-blooded uh yeah no no i, I mean wait. i think that that is the difference right between with the dinosaurs well, that's obviously the difference between reptile and mammal but when you when you adam when you look at the pterodactyl it looks like a fucking lizard It's a a lizard looking. It's a lizard. It's a lizard looking. But I think that people were debating whether dinosaurs were cold-blooded or warm-blooded. And that would be the biggest difference between a bird and a a bird and a reptile, I think, is that birds are warm-blooded and reptiles are cold-blooded. So when they think about dinosaurs, are they more bird-like? Like Like a pterodactyl, is that a bird or is that a reptile? That's seriously in the middle. If you if you look at pictures of it, you're like, it's a fucking lizard. Because it's cold blooded, but if it was if it was warm blooded, it'd be a bird. It'd just be a big bird. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just like bir- birds are warm blooded. Yeah. Okay. So exactly. So it's the blood. So that's what the debate is. But that's a. It's a huge. It's 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 a small difference, right? But it, it's a huge difference in the body because a warm blooded animal, like us, we have to we make our warmth, which is better, but it takes a ton of energy. Right, but a cold-blooded animal has to thermoregulate. Right, but but also it can be an advantage for them because if they can get the energy from the sun, it means their body doesn't have to make the energy, which means that they are spending less of their life force on that, less calories on making energy. That's why reptiles can be can be a good body shape sometimes. Do you, does that make sense? I believe it's a more primitive, and I don't think it's an advantage. When you think about a lizard— No, it can be an advantage because what you understand is that as, as us, right, human, oh, yeah. listen to me, as a, as a warm-blooded animal. Homo sapien sapien. One of the cool things is that if we're in the cold, our internal body temperature is still going to be at, what, like 98 degrees? Mm-hmm. But the shitty, one of the shitty things is that no matter what the temperature is outside, we're still going to be spending food calories on making ourselves warm. Whereas the cold-blooded animal, right, it, if it can get its energy from the sun, it, can, it needs to eat a lot less than us. Is that true? Yes. So you're saying that if a lizard is on its rock and soaks up enough yes. warmth from the sun, mm-hmm. it needs to eat less. It needs less energy because it doesn't have the internal stuff that needs energy and to so convert it. And so mammals have turned where we've been like we've been saying it doesn't matter what the outside temp is, we're always going to need to feed it. Yeah, we we basically we said, "Hey, actually we're going we're going to make it an HVAC unit." 
Okay. We're gonna we're gonna take an AC unit and a heating unit. We're gonna put it right in the body. But you it's gotta gonna, feed the. It's gonna the make HVAC. a lot of. Uh, it's gonna take some energy. You're gonna have to pay the utility bill. But you're not gonna, gonna have to worry. It's not gonna matter what's outside. And the reptiles. So you're more adaptable. Right. And the reptiles are like, well, we don't. We're not gonna pay that energy bill. But it's gonna. We're you're gonna be as warm as it less is. Less adaptable. Less adaptable. Yeah. De- less adaptable, but in their environment, it's more successful. Right. Pterodactyl. Does that make sense? Though? Yeah, it does. It makes sense to me. I'm not talking about pterodactyl either. We're we're we're, we're talking oh. about yeah, largest flying bird in Earth's history. So you're first. saying pterodactyl is lizard? Lizard. Yes. Largest flying bird in Earth's history. Then I will get pterodactyl. Lizard. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Do you want to just go to? No, pterodactyl? no. Go for the bird. Go for the bird. Okay. In 1983, while building a new terminal at the Charleston International Airport where the aliens landed, construction workers unearthed a massive wing bone. The area around Whoa. Charleston used to be an ocean millions of, millions of years ago. So this creature was flying over the ocean and died and somehow got turned into a fossil. So in limestone? Yes. Right? Okay. Um, so it turned out to be Pelagornis sandorsi, which is the biggest flying bird ever. Just literally imagine an albatross. Imagine an albatross. Gotcha. Yeah. Pelican albatross. With more than twice the size of its wings at a 24-foot wingspan. 24 feet is four. There's going to be a lot of human re- m- metaphors. It is four humans. Look around you. Take four of those humans that are around you and stack them on top of each other. I can't even imagine how big that is. A 12-foot so foot deep pool. I'm thinking about a 12-foot pool. They're really deep. You're like, 12 foot. Whoa, it's pretty yeah, pretty far yeah, down it's there. Really that is twice that distance? 24 feet is how big that the wingspan is, was. That's like a freighter. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. As, as, a, as a paleontologist said, uh, Pelagornis sandorsi were once found on every continent, including Antarctica. Wow. Pelagornis and Dorsey were like creatures out of a fantasy novel. There is simply nothing like them around today. Amazing. As you imagine, 24-foot wingspan, just look at your ceiling. Your ceiling is probably not even 24 feet. That's how big their fucking wings were. Um, they weighed 50 pounds. It looks like an albatross, but it's just a way bigger version so of an albatross. So is albatross a pelican the same thing? Because the Latin word pelic- pelican. Albatross and pelican are not the same thing at all. They don't have the, the gullet. The gullet they don't fish. have a gullet. They're a completely, gullet. Di- completely different bird. Different bird. Seabird. Both seabirds. Is it like a seagull, an albatross? An albatross is a... Do you not know what an albatross looks like? Nope. Do, it's do like a seagull, right? The David, David Attenborough loves albatross. Why? He, uh, he loves birds, number one, because of the Darwin shit. And because they mate they mate for life. Albat- they mate for life, and they're a really cool big bird that spends like a year out at sea. Give me a second. Yeah. So basically, this bird is just... It's an albatross on steroids. Um... So I just think the only okay, yeah, this is a cool bird. This, yeah, yeah. So I would describe an albatross as a super seagull, a super seagull. Yeah. So an albatross is a super seagull, and Pelagornis sandorsi is a super albatross, and therefore it's a super super seagull. No, it's super duper seagull. Super duper seagull. Um, the only the only way it was able to take off was uh, scientists think by running, by either jumping off of a cliff. I gotcha. Yep. Or from from a running downhill into a headwind. Into a head. Oh, so it yeah, lifts so more if, lift. Yeah, so more lift if the head, if the wind. It's like an airplane fucking yeah. taking Dude, off. This bird weighs fifty pounds. Amazing. So again, amazing yeah. stuff. So the Andean condor, condor again, the Andes vulture, the big ass vulture, the biggest bird around today. How big is its wing? It weighs thirty three pounds. Yeah. How big is its wing? Mm-hmm. Cloaca. I told We're you. I'm, I'm, gonna look, I'm gonna look that stuff up. All right. In a sec. Reptile genitalia is also different. They have weird shit going on down there. What about a dinosaur dick? Yep. Honestly, imagine that shit. Imagine a dinosaur dick. Just think about it. Triceratops. Yeah, just think about horned, it. Horned. Whale. I, the whale episode, uh, we talked about the whale penis is huge. A dork. However, the yeah. whale penis is tiny compared a dork, to its body. A dork? Yeah, a dork. 
You so on your Facebook profile for a little bit when you were a child, child boy, was a picture of a orca on its back with a handler just holding its penis. Right. Do you remember that? I couldn't figure out why girls wouldn't hook up with me. Yeah. I guess it's a mystery. It might have been because of the it's a mystery orca of the deep penis on my profile. <laughs> um. So uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. these birds died around only around three three million years ago, and we're not totally sure why. Oh, but they're gone. They're, they're okay. giant. They're, yeah. Why do they need to be so big? Is because their prey was that big? Okay. Very good point. Um. Yeah. There's a huge discussion. One big discussion in the scientific community is why the fuck were dinosaurs so big? It, right. It's called. It's called. They call it gigantism. But it's like when you really think about it, it's like why were these giant? Why were they giant? There's not giants now, right? If you're giant, you have to eat more food. Is it so, like one evolved to be giant? I'll just, I'll just go into it now. I'll just go into it now. Go um, go basically, there's there's four theories prevailing of why why dinosaurs are so big. Again, these theories are based on how do you survive better being big? Right. Okay. So the the easy one, I'll just get it out of the way, is self defense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's throw that one out. Um. The other one is that it was fueled by vegetation. So at this, at the period that the dinosaurs are living, there are way higher levels of carbon dioxide, which means that there, there was way more plants because the photosynthesis rate was way higher back then. Are you, are you with me? Right, because plants take in carbon from the atmosphere, process it. Take in, they take in carbon from the atmosphere, they process it, and they grow. So back in the day when dinosaurs were around there were way more people signs more food for plants way more, more food, plant food and so the creatures just grew way bigger okay there was way more food um more fo- the foliage was big too is what you're saying yes well there's a lots of foliage and it was bigger the other theory is that their gigantism it was it was a byproduct of being cold-blooded and the reason why is because if you're a small cold-blooded creature then your temp as we, uh, your temperature is going to change rapidly, right? If you are a brontosaurus type cold blooded creature, mm-hmm. even if it's cold outside, and you ha- if you had warmed yourself mm-hmm. previously, mm-hmm. you might have hours left before it cools, just a bigger area, because heat. So uh, let me do a better example. Sorry. The way that you just, lose just, heat just, just is on. a function of your size. Just hold on. Yeah, yeah. Just right. I have a better example. Just yes. Hold on. If you if you have a bathtub full of boiling water, mm-hmm. and then you have a cup of boiling water, yeah, and you put both of them in the snow, what cools off faster? What's, what cools off faster? The water cup. The water cup. Yeah, and that is why. Right. So that's that a great metaphor. Gig- gigantism actually helped them survive being cold blooded. So they were cold blooded, but they were so big that they could regulate better. That, yeah, they, they could basically regulate. Yeah, I've um, heard that one before. The other theory... When I went to the science conference, I heard that. You weren't there. You were invited. I was invited. It was me and all the science people. That's what we talked about. Judging each other? Yeah. Um, also, what a piece of shit you were. So I... <laughs> that's what they talked about. That was what one a piece of, the, that of shit was one of those... The it was a breakout. It was a, it was a breakout group. Fuck yeah. Um, so I like the one that was fueled by vegetation because that makes sense because the higher levels of carbon dioxide. It also makes sense about the gigantism with the cold-bloodedness. There's another one that is bony-headed ornaments. Like old dinosaurs had... They needed a, a head ornament to protect themselves. Interesting. And in order to have a head ornament, like a unicorn horn or some shit on your head, you need a large skull, which means you need a large body. Not my favorite. So that's a self-defense one? Then? It's kind of a self-defense one. But my two favorites, again, are the vegetation and the and the, the cold-bloodedness. 
I thing. like those, yeah. Um. Anyway, let's talk. Okay, this is what you're here for, right? So you are listen we, to the cool. Oh, sorry, I don't want to. Oh my god, the, you the, kill my my what, intro. Are, are my we, intro literally shot. So are we Hundo? Are we Hundo that dinosaurs were cold blooded right now? We're Hundo. Are you sure we're Hundo about that? Yeah. I feel like when we were in school, we weren't Hundo about that. No, we're we're Hundo. We're Hundo on it. They're they're reptiles. He dude. says, checking the internet. Oh shit. Dinosaurs sit in an evolutionary point between birds, which are warm-blooded, yeah, and reptiles, exactly which are cold-blooded. All results suggest... Right, so shit. at the science conference, when we had a breakout group, but whoa, Noah whoa, was whoa, a piece whoa, of shit, whoa, this is what whoa. the main speaker was talking about. Okay, but but obviously, they they, were, they weren't as warm-blooded as mammals. But it's still, it's still debated, right? It is still debated. Yeah, they because said, how would you prove one way yeah, or the other? No, let me be honest. Okay, so, well... I think we know that they're not as warm-blooded as us, but it does seem like it's still debated whether what level of cold, warm blood they were. Because that would place them either in birds, warm-blooded, or in reptiles, cold-blooded. That's why they're they're in the middle of those two. That's yeah, why it's so the significant. They're in the middle. Um, let me talk about pterodactyl, please. After you just crush my intro. Yeah. Um, this creature is fucking huge. Huge in Texas at Big Bend National Park in 1971. Been there. Yep. Then geology student at the University of Texas unearthed this massive dinosaur known specifically as, scientifically as, Quetzalcoatlus northropi. There, yep. And coming from the order Pterosaur- Pterosauria, mm-hmm. a group of huge winged dinosaurs. Yeah. Huge winged lizards. Okay. Pterosauria literally, um, it means, Pterosauria means winged lizard in Greek. And that's, guess what? That's where pterodactyl Wait, comes terasauria? from. Wait, Pterosauria? Doesn't Terra mean Earth? Yeah. Right? Terra. I'm just... Teota uh, in uh, Spanish. Terrasoria. It means winged yeah. lizard in Greek. I'm, I'm done with the one-upping. Okay, I'm going to stop. Yeah, I'm going to stop now. Okay. Um, there have been pterosaur fossils found throughout the world showing that these creatures were rather really like... They were prolific. They worked out. Um, they fucked a lot. Yeah. Quetz- <laughs> <laughs> creatures that fuck. Quetzalcoatlus northropi, the one on our, on our through the Big Bend. Again, it is a type of pterosaur. Um, is the biggest of the big. It's the biggest pterosaur, which is a group of huge winged lizards. So it's bigger than the super duper albatross. It is fucking huge. I I I don't even think that we can. It's not. It has a bigger than twenty four foot like, wingspan. All right, so do you know like all the fiction, like Jurassic Park and all that stuff? We get really into dinosaurs just, just again. To me. Like when we were kids. Yeah, I'm dinosaurs. Pl- are I'm gonna start playing. Sick. You're gonna come into the house. I'm gonna start playing with dinosaur shit. figurines. Fuck yeah. Um. There's a lot of fiction about pterodactyls, and they're all smaller than how big it actually is. I think that if they made it actually as big as it is, you would it would be like, this is ridiculous. So how big is the pterosaur's Dude, wingspan? It had a wingspan of 39 feet. That's insane. Which is seven humans stacked on top of each other. It is also bigger than a Cessna airplane or an F-16 fighter jet. I can't. I cannot imagine that. Just can you imagine? Just a, so that was a reptile. So yeah. So a Cessna airplane is like a is like a small personal plane that you can fly. But this reptile has a bigger. Just its wingspan was bigger than this airplane and an F-16 fighter jet. Literally a jet used in war. This thing was bigger than that. Yeah, so I just keep thinking, what if humans were alive back then? We would just get so fucking iced. We get so iced, so iced by a by a bird as big as a plane, a carnivorous a, bird, a carnivorous bird as big as a plane would swoop down and, just, ni- and so it's a real it's a you. niv bird. It's but, a niv bird. Is it car? It's is it carnivorous? Yes, extremely carnivorous. Holy they crap. ate little creatures. That's what they did. They What's flew around. Like? They ate creatures. What does this beak look like? Its its face looks like. 
It looks like a, it's just a huge, long, um, damn. What's a, what's a bird now that has like a very long beak, very long, pointy beak? Fuck. Oh, a, a, um, a, a kiwi has one, for example. Yeah, just a oh, sandpiper. Okay, okay. A sandpiper. You know sandpipers when you're at the beach, those little sandpipers? Yeah. Imagine that beak, beak on an animal that weighs 650 pounds. That's how much it weighed, 650 pounds. Where do they find this fossil? Uh, in Big Bend. Holy in crap. Texas. In Texas? Yeah. Everything's bigger there. Everything's bigger. Even the dinosaurs. and the birds. Um, but this is not a bird. So you're basically... You're saying it's a lizard. Yes. Right? It's a lizard. Okay. It, well, it's a dinosaur. It's a dinosaur. They are neither... They're a different thing. Okay. So that's but it's where we've close, But it's closer related to a lizard than a bird. I mean, this thing is crazy. But dude, when you look at it, you're like, this is a fucking... What, this is it, is a fucking what, what exactly did it flying. eat? What did it eat? Small, small dinosaurs. Small? Small dinosaurs. You by small you mean like a dinosaur as I mean big as a big house. fucking I mean a dinosaur as big as a dinosaur as big as your car. That's what this dinosaur as big as an F sixteen fighter jet ate. How big was I feel shit? like now How big was you know, shit the then? time travel question, what time period would you go back to? I wanna see I wanna see it. A bird I wanna as see a big bird as a plane picking six, up a triceratops. Six hundred and fifty pounds, let me tell you, is way bigger than a huge male lion. It's way bigger than it. That's that's nuts. So you a thought lions? You thought like lions were big predators? This thing can fly and is like way bigger than a, than a male lion. When it stood up, when when this flying bird stood up, it is as tall as a giraffe. That is nuts. It is. What that, is happening? That's so what I'm saying. Is like the fiction doesn't even tell you how big this shit is. I have a big bird in my section, but my section is no longer cool because of the giant birds. And that's what I fucking do. That's what, that's what I literally try and do. Gigantic birds. Okay, so as you asked earlier, one of the biggest questions is, how did this humongous beast, as tall as a giraffe, and as big as an F-16 fighter jet, get aloft? How did this thing get airborne? Because it weighs 650 pounds. Um, so, when it, so when it went to fly, it has, it's, uh, I'll, I'll put a picture of this. It's, it's a little bit hard to explain. When it went to fly... It, it would, like a skier, it would basically use its arms to, like, to catapult itself up. So if you imagine a skier holding, skier that has poles, and they push themselves, they push themselves like this. I'm making, like, honestly, like a humping motion. Right, Adam? Making, right. like, a hump motion. So it had, like, really powerful legs that it would, it would reach forward and just push itself up. And then get up into the air. So it like catapulted itself up. Wow. And honestly, it's just not a great thing for a podcast to try to explain that. So I will look at the picture of it. I wonder how the scientists have come up with that theory that it catapulted itself. Oh, it's a huge debate. It, it's been a huge debate of does this thing, does it even fly? How much does it fly? But they've come to a consensus that it did fly. It flew a lot. Right. Does it even fly? No, if it's that big. But they've come to the consensus that it did fly. It flew a lot. And that the way that it did fly was that it would use its arms to catapult itself up into the air. Yeah. And then it would spread its wings. Um, so, yeah. it. Uh, I want to say it one more time. It is as tall as a giraffe when standing up. It is it is bigger than a Cessna airplane and an F-16 fighter jet. It weighs 650 pounds, which is way more. It's about two two male lions. Pterosaurus. It is uh, Quetzalcoatlus northrupi, which is the biggest pterosaur. It's a big pterosaur. Pterosaur. And pterosaur is just a family of gigantic winged flying creatures. And this is the biggest one. Okay. Halftime honey. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And after that, it is going to be time for the halftime honey. 
Yeah. Is oh, this is the Half Time High Toast where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news as somehow related to our episode. I find the story and no response to this immediate thoughts. Okay, so yesterday, I mean yesterday, like when I wrote this outline yesterday, so about a week ago, I'm gonna raise my glass to toast to Dr. James Wood. And oh, what are we drinking? We're drinking, of course, the Jack Daniels honey. Not sponsored yet. Please leave the bag at the door. Jack Daniels. Thank you. You're welcome, Jack Daniels, for reading your thing. Where's the bag, Jack? Where's the bag, Jack? I'm going to set a pterodactyl on I'm going to set a Quetzalcoatlus North Ruppy on you. All right. I toast Can you imagine just you're, you're chilling out in the plains and a huge fighter jet comes and it's a creature and it just gobbles your friend up? Yeah. That's real shit. To Dr. James Wood for finding what he calls a corpulate... Corp... Dr. Wood? Yeah. Dr. Wood for finding a corporalite deposit. What does that mean? That means a piece of poo, of ancient fossilized poo, of a moa bird in New Zealand, and using DNA analysis to give us a better picture of what they ate. Very cool. So, Dr. James Wood for looking at moa poo. We're yeah. going to talk about moas in the next section. It's not going to be as cool Adam because section, of the giant birds section, flightless birds, so not only are my flying creatures Not outline. only are my birds smaller, but they don't fly. Right. So, less cool in almost every way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Oh, daddy burn. Okay. All right. So let's get into flightless birds. Okay. Why should we talk about flightless birds? First of all. Well, you tell me, you tell me man who done it outline. Here's what I have written down. They are giant, not as big as Noah's birds, but they are giant. They evolved to be somewhere between a bird and a mammal. That's what I have written down here. And and you can see them today. They're like a link to our prehistoric past. Can I? Uh, so I did look up, did dinosaurs have dicks? And here's what I found. At least the oldest dinosaurs most likely had penises of some form. What does that mean, the oldest dinosaurs? Okay, I'm just reading it. Although the shape and size is still unknown, it does seem likely that dinosaurs mostly reproduced through mounting. Similar right. to animals say. Humping. Similar I'm, humping. I'm, I think they mean mounting like a dog. Like missionary? Like Well, like how a dog does Doggy it. style. When you, yeah, when you go to the dog park. But there were likely some exceptions due to defense such as spikes or bony plates. Because how would you have? I'm a, sure those penises were fucked up. But mammal penises are really fucked up. How would you have up. a penis with a bony plate? In in animal sex, the tray in the Ken Burns trilogy, Animal Sex Part Three, we're going to talk specifically about mammal penis <laughs> and how crazy they are. It's worth an episode. Didn't we? Didn't we already do? No, 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 was, no. I no, thought we already no, did. No, the dude, the deuce was just more sex. I know. I think we did an episode on penis and just on. Just keep going. One thing I want to talk about with flightless birds before we get into it more. Yeah. Is, are you finding something really interesting about the, the dinosaur? Dick? I think dinosaur penises <laughs> are, are pretty interesting. Can we move past dinosaur penis can just we, for a second? Can we? Move to your section back. Yeah, we can. Can we talk for a second about our father's weird ostrich egg that he had upstairs in the room? Yeah, what the fuck what was the that? What the fuck was that? that? So, dad just I guess like back in the day, egg. back in the day, people used to get ostrich eggs and just have them on display. An ostrich yeah. egg is about the size of your head, but it's an egg. So it's kind of cool, I guess. And he yeah, had it on cool. a little stand. So that was weird, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, cl- it's talk about clutter. I remember us going upstairs and throwing it back and forth to each other once. <laughs> That's what me and you don't do. Break, don't break the egg. Um, okay, so when we're talking about these large flightless birds that exist today, there's 60 species of flightless birds. 60 species. Most of them live in New Zealand. We'll talk about why in a second. They're from the Ratit family. The long and large 
flightless birds, including the ostrich, emu, cassowary, rhea, and the oh. very cute kiwi. Wait, they're sick, though, the flightless birds. Very they're sick. Really, the ostriches very sick. are fucking dead. Yeah, if you just pay attention to what I'm saying for a second, you'll think they're sick, too. No, I do think they're sick. Okay, they are massive because, Noah, they, they have no sternum, no breastbone. Okay. Okay, so unlike other flightless birds... And they can't fly even if they wanted to because their wings are not suitable for flight because when you fly, apparently you need a very thick sternum or it's like an anchor for your flight. So they don't they don't even have a sternum, but they have wings. So they're more farther down the evolutionary tree from your birds where they actually have the wings still for balance. Yeah. But they don't have the sternum for flight. Like they are they aren't even fucking around with flying. So wait, were they flying at one time? They evolved from flying at run so, one time. So, so they went basically from land creature to flying and then back down to land. Right, exactly. So where did it come from? And are you on your Google Hangouts? I'm on my Google Hangouts. Okay. Let me show you a little bit about the Ratit diversity right here. Boom. Uh, we're, what we're looking at, we're looking at ostriches. Wow. A really cool picture of four different types of flightless birds that who put together? Adam put together. Right. Okay? But our listeners can't see the pictures, right? So describe them. So in the bottom right. We have a cassowary. No, what's a cassowary look like? Uh, they all look like ostr- like a big fucking ostrich, which looks like it looks like uh two dot two dinosaur legs, a a circle of fur, and then a dinosaur head. Okay, in they're the, big. How how tall are they? They're big, right? They're about as tall as two people, two or three people stacked on top so, of each other. They're okay. huge. So like ten feet. Right. The cassowary actually is very heavy, 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 heavy. And it has razor sharp talons at the end of its. These things look mean. Oh, yeah, the cassowary ca- could fuck you Dude, up. In Australia, the cassowary it fucks people up. Absolutely, you gotta stay away from those things. Yeah, they look mean. Yeah, they are. They are mean. I mean, they're predators. <laughs> um. So how did where did flightlessness <laughs> flightlessness come from? In New Zealand, New Zealand has the largest collection of flightless birds, including the very cute kiwi. Okay, which is by far the smallest living ratit. It's about the size of a chicken. The kiwi has giant eggs that are about 20% of its body size, and that is a specification of ratit, is that they have giant eggs, yeah, making, like the making bi- someone like, like our father want to own them. And they make rich people want to buy the eggs and just display them. Right. A kiwi, by the way, looks like a giant puffball with a long beak. Let me show you a picture of a kiwi. Okay. This is a kiwi. Hey, your ostrich dog is bothering my ostrich dog right now. Uh, Adam's dog is poking my dog. Yep. <laughs> our you dogs miss, have a weird really relationship. You missed the kiwi picture. No, it's very cute. You see it? Yeah, it's a, it's a little it's a little bird, little puppy, little, little fluffy bird. Okay, that is also a flightless bird. So they don't they don't have to be huge. But no, why is New Zealand so special? Your ostr- your dog is bothering my dog. Why is New Zealand? Why, why did why does New Zealand have so many flightless birds? Okay, so in New Zealand, back in the prehistoric days, all of the major niches like the carnivores, the vegetarians, yeah. Things that the birds ate, mm-hmm. they were all filled by birds. So there was no real reptiles, no mammals. There was just a bunch of birds. There were bird carnivores. There were bird vegetarians. It was all is, bird party. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In New Zealand, there were only birds? It was a bird party, yeah. Wait, what? how the fuck were there only birds there? Because weird shit happens on the island. Weird evolution. Oh, because it was an island. It was so there an were, island. There right. weren't any like mammals or any... Sh- there weren't any like non-birds? There are no real non-birds. It was an island of bird. It was an island of bird and flightless birds. That is wild. So the all the shit. mammals, the oh, mammals dude, were very I small. It. I get it. What? So so basically, the only creature that made it out to the island was a was was a bird, a flying creature. Right. So yes, exactly, exactly right. There were small mammals in the island, but there's no big predators. So birds right. took over the island, and one bird in particular called the moa took over. And a moa is 
a humongous emu. <laughs> a massive so emu. So a humongous ostrich. It's a massive, massive ostrich. Yep. <laughs> that is so tight. So uh, a moa was 12 feet and it weighed 600 pounds. Jesus. So they're very, very heavy and they have massive, massive claws. And Aren't they still alive, emus? Emus? Emus are still alive, right? Yeah, but yeah. the moa in New Zealand. So it w- the crazy uh, I, thing. I see. I see. Crazy thing. Okay, I let see. me just let me break it down for you. Is that every continent has developed a flightless bird. So Africa has the ostrich. Huh. Yeah. Australia has the emu. South America has the rhea. Papua New Guinea has the cassowary in Australia. And yeah. New Zealand had the moa. Huh. So everybody has this giant flightless bird. So this thing, the body shape, the body of the flightless bird right. works. Right. It works. It works for running specifically. Because they're fast as fuck. They're fast as fuck. Exactly. Okay, cool. Okay. So they're at a crazy part in the evolutionary tree, right? Where they are in between a bird and a mammal. And you're, the creatures you're talking about were in between a lizard and a bird. These are between birds and mammals. So we're, we're getting oh, farther to mammals, right? Okay. <coughs> so in some ways, they act exactly like, <laughs> like mammals. They have very few young, and they give more attention to them. Whereas where you think of something like a lizard or a snake, they have tons of young, and they're and just they like, get, and they're they cool don't give a fuck about them. They're like, they're, go. Well, they're yeah. a robot. Well, it's a robot. The they're thing. like, go take over the world and bring yeah, back food, right? They don't care. They reproduce. And eat. Exactly. Okay. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about the MOA because they're crazy. I I think it's so I think it's crazy. So basically, what you're saying, what you're saying with New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Sorry, if you're about to go on this, but what you're saying with New Zealand is that because birds, it was just birds on the island, that then some of the birds were like, "What if I didn't fly?" Right. So this bird, the moa, it actually occupied the niche of being the cow. It was the cow of New Zealand. There was three scientists think there were three million moa on the island of New Zealand. Damn. A twelve foot, six hundred pound cow bird. So like herds of of e- herds of moa, <laughs> herds of moa, <laughs> herds of moa. Right. So they were the cow. They were the grazers. Oh, that is they're, so cool. Yeah, they're the grazers. They graze. They dump. They produce they, more, but, more. But they're fast and mean. They're they're fast. They're not. They don't. They're not carnivorous though. Oh, so they're not mean. No, they're literally the cows. But but so they're are they fast? There were other birds that were predators. Okay, one bird in particular is the Hass eagle. And okay. the Hass Eagle, they were the only thing that hunted the Moa. Wait, it was that fucking big? It's a fucking humongous eagle. It was a 33-pound Damn. eagle that fed on Moa. How did they kill the Moa? There were like 10 of them attacked it at once? Because <laughs> they're a 33 pounds and gigantic eagle. What would you? How amazing would the hunt of like ten of those eagles be for a moa that was trying to kill a moa? Is that so incredible? The, so the moa was basically trying to outrun them, and right. this huge a moa, a huge running ostrich, trying to outrun a huge eagles. Exactly, exactly. That's fucking so lit. New Zealand was just bird on bird violence. <laughs> New Zealand was on just bird. bird was, yeah, it was just bird bird session. So the modern day version of these creatures, like an ostrich, an ostrich can outrun a horse, and it can be just as tall. And ostriches are like 350 pounds. They're nine feet tall. They're massive, and yeah. they're super, super fast. They are massive. Okay, so why are they like this? Well, if you live in a place with New Zealand with basically no mammals, no mammal predators, and just tiny mammals that you need to hunt, you don't need to fly, right? Right. What do you need to do instead of fly? You need to run and catch the prey. The mammals aren't going to fly. You need to be able to run. So you need to run super fast, and you, you need to spear things with your giant cassowary talons. And you need to kick. They're kickers. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, we're talking a little bit about what the Hass Eagle is. 
So when the Maori people first moved to New Zealand, they hunted the moa to extinction. Ugh. Right? Sucks. And because they hunted the moa to extinction, the giant 30-pound Hass eagles ended up dying as well. So that's why we don't damn see them. Damn it. They're both extinct. So we don't have this amazing, like, bird. Oh, God damn, those creatures are crazy. Yeah, let me show you in the Google Hangouts a foot of a moa. Okay. I'm just oh, Adam, is show, Adam is showing me a foot. A moa it, foot. It looks like a raptor talon that was like zoomed, that was made like a thousand times bigger. So right. take a raptor talon and make it like as big as your body. So this is a this is a bird that existed fairly recently where it's had human contact by Maori people. The yeah, that was, that was interesting. So actually, yeah. Here is, this is a picture of a Haas eagle. Chasing a moa. Chasing two moas. That okay. eagle is massive. Yeah, so moas, look at them. They're basically the cows. Here is a moa skeleton that you can see. You see that there is no sternum. I'm showing Noah a picture of a moa skeleton with giant legs. It's a huge and ostrich. no sternum, so he, it can't fly. How would you, the moa is a huge ostrich. It's a, it's a massive ostrich. They all, they all look similar. And the, the, that's the head of a cassowary. It looks very prehistoric, right? So it has, <laughs> like we were talking about the, like the thing on the head. This is the meanest looking it's thing. A, it's a fucking mean ass thing. In Australia, there's signs that like, don't wander off the trail because there's cassowaries here that will fuck you up. And it has like it has like a ridge. It has a huge bone on its. It has head a huge bone on that its head. Would really hurt if it ran at you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so those are flightless birds and why they exist. They're basically from that was a New cool Zealand. section. You you downgraded your section, but it was much better than I thought. I think it's cool that every different separated continent has their own wait, flightless bird. Wait, the coolest thing is that on New, on New Zealand there were gigantic eagles chasing gigantic ostriches. Yeah, very recently. Right, and we fucked it up. How uh, recent? How recent? Uh, whenever the whenever the Maori left their islands to come to New Zealand, they ran into the moa and hunted yeah. them to. They hunted them to extinction, and it took only took a hundred years for three million of them to die off. Okay. Yeah, sometimes native peoples can be just as destructive as we are. Yeah, it sucks. Right, we fuck. We were fucking shit up for all. We've been fucking shit up for a long time. Gi- I would, yeah, gigantic eagles would be amazing. So let's take one more break, and then we'll do open kimono. You can tell me your thoughts on it. Okay. No, this is the open kimono where we yeah. freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic and leave nothing to the imagination. So what yeah. is your open kimono now? My open kimono is that in a different universe, we found the Quetzalcoatlus North Ruppy when humans came, and then we put a big saddle on it, and soon people were people had their own personal 
Quetzalcoatl's Nothrapi. Yeah. And they were riding around the skies like a horse. You actually grow up with one. And then you went you get matched with one at birth. Yeah, yeah, you get matched with one and then you put your stupid little hair follicle inside of it. Yeah, just like Avatar. Like Avatar. And you make the, and then, you bridge it. Yeah. And then James Cameron makes a documentary. I of see it. you, Chief, I see you. I see you. Right. Is she having when when the Avatar it's woman sexual. When she puts In nature, it's when sexual. she puts her thing into the horses thing, mm-hmm. it's all it's like what was the point like these are the ultimate native people? Right, they're like connected, they connected to, the land. to the land. Like literally, they can you know. It is the connect. story of Avatar is Pocahontas, right? Yes, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, I sort loved, of. I loved it though. That was fucking, dang. We, saw, we I think we saw it like ten times in the theater. Yeah, it was fucking good. Because the 3D was but, amazing. No, no, we saw it on Christmas with our Jewish friends on weed brownies eating Chinese food. Yeah, I remember yeah, going and to the bathroom we, and talking about how much she loves her culture. Yeah, I remember we saw we saw it. We were so high. And we were just watching. We're like, and it was like, remember if you guys remember, it was like so good 3D. It was like the first time at 3D. It was really good. We were just like, this is cool. This is cooler than I. This is so cool. Like this is so cool. It's fucking dang. It's dang movie. My Kimono is that there was a third. There was a 40 foot bird reptile as big as a Cessna, and that's mind blowing. That just yeah. completely. Uh, I think that I'm gonna get back into dinosaurs. It's as tall as a giraffe, and it stands up. That's amazing. Yeah. If. I can't believe how fucking big that thing was. Seriously. I mean, like, it's a fighter jet. I can't believe, like, it's how a fighter jet one of them would just thing. take my dog and just tear him in half. Oh, dude. He would love to eat oh, my dude. dog. Oh, dude, dog, dog, dog is like a dog snack. Dog is dead. A dog, dog is dead. A dog is a snack. Uh, shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends. And I hope that they are paleontologists and they study dinosaurs and they have reptiles that they can saddle up. And take on long flights cross country so that we can get discounts and not have to go on a plane. That's tight. If you want to send us a message, do so on Instagram at dude underscore nature. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you like the podcast, please leave us a five star review with a dick joke on iTunes. Bofa, Wendy's, Chagundi's, whatever original one or an original one. Or talk to us about a dinosaur. Look up about dinosaur wieners and tell us what's up with the dinosaur wiener. Are they. Where are they? Are they there? Well, is it like a thing? Like how many of them had a penis, or is it like how they're giant? But the, the the on the article that I just looked up, it it's showing two like oh. triceratops like mounting, mounting each, other, each other like a dog with a penis though. Yeah, if it's a reptile, right? Yeah. They don't have wieners. They don't have wieners, right? They would have uh, like a snake. No, thing. no, no. They did. They do like a dog. It's showing like a dog. Like they're mounting each other like a dog. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys.